This is Tara Wilhelmy, your Tuesday morning host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. We love bringing you this eclectic blend of community, culture, and so much more. In return, we ask for some support through donations to the station. It's easy. Go to wartfm.org slash donate. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening in. You're listening to WRT 89.9 Madison. Listener sponsored community radio. The People's Station. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! No justice! No justice! No peace! No, I say you've been misled. You've been had. You've been took. Good morning, Madison. Top of the day, top of the day, top of the day. Can you hear me out there? Okay, let me get my vocals all together. Ah, shout out, shout out, Tara, man. Welcome back. It always feel like you take too many vacations, man. What's going on? That is not a possibility. Too many vacations doesn't even sound like a real thing. I always feel like I gotta reintroduce uh, the main host as almost my co-host now. She kind of like, you know. She bossed up real quick. Uh, but this is the 8 o'clock morning, Buzz. I got to throw a little shade because we got Shady in the building. How you doing over there? You good? You good? Put your headphones on. I'm good. On. I'm good. Let good the world, morning to you. Let the world know you in the building. I'm here. I'm here. That's a fact. All right, so we got a beautiful show lined up, man. Real informative, real uh, emotional, real heartfelt, but real necessary, if nothing else. You understand that? I am your co-host, one of many with the mastermind and co-host. Tara. And this is the 8 o'clock Buzz where we... Talk about it. That's a big fact. It's right. early in the morning. Yeah, y'all. I got it. He's pointing at me trying to get me going. He just threw shade. Like, what? It's a lot going on. Hey, and fashion be late too because we kind of behind on the show time too. So, but this is what we do. Once that red light come on, we just talk. We, we just go. We All on. right. So, shout out John Minor. Shout out Charlie. Shout out Kathy. Um, shout out the listeners. Shout out everybody that loves somebody other than yourself because we ain't promoting selfish ways. And you know what we got going on at work? What we got going on? It's Pledge Drive Week. It is the Pledge Drive Week. So if you don't know, now you do. Okay, it's that time of year where we can support W-O-R-T. And you know how you can do that? Two ways. What's the two ways? You can call. Okay. 608. That's right. 256-2001. Or you can pledge online at wartfm.org. W-O-R-T-F-M dot O-R-G. Backslash donate. That's a fact. Or just hit that big, I believe it's orange button on the home screen. But please don't quote me on that one unless it's the right right thing to do. Because <laughs> I don't really know. But John just gave me the thumbs up. We're moving in the right direction, y'all. Please keep it where you got it. We're about to uh, get into a couple tunes real quick. And then we're going to come back and talk about the show a little more. Love. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's 
she said, how y'all get this? <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, so shout out John Miner. Shout out Charlie. The team is definitely behind the scenes, making sure we can chop everything up and figure out how to get this thing on air. Uh, so real real quick, real quick, uh, I want to let y'all know before we move further. Uh, today we are uh, in, the, in the heat, in the middle, in the trenches of the players, the work players drive. Uh, so it's two ways that you can uh, support and uh, make a donation. Um, that would be the phone number 608-256-2001. Or you can go on the website at WRT, is it FM.org, and then backslash donate. Right. And once you get to the website, if you don't go through the donate link, it's a big orange button up there. You'll be able to donate. Uh, our goal this show is five pledges. So five donors, um, whatever you can, please do. Um, but the goal is just five, but maybe 25. Who knows? But Tara, you got to go. Five's my favorite number. So, OK, life numbers. We'll are start five. there. We'll start there. Love, love, love. So right, right now we got in the building uh, the most magnificent, the most outspoken, well-spoken, intelligent space is shared by Sharon. Am I pronouncing the last name right? Erwin? Erwin. Erwin. Yeah. Got it. And Lauren. you got so many names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it wrong on air. And he's always just pointing at me uh, to talk. Uh, so yeah. just, Lorian. Yeah, got that it. means you. So yeah. Lorian Carter, yeah. correct? All right. Yeah. Lorian Carter and... Shadera Kilfoy Flores. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, so, um, Terry, I don't know if you want to open this thing up or you want me to just keep it going. How do you want to do it? You know, I love to hear you talk. You oh keep going. Goodness. I pop in when I need to pop in. All right. So, um, eight years ago, uh, and please uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing the name wrong. I've been saying Tony Terrell Robertson. That's correct. It? All right. So, uh, Tony Terrell Robertson uh, lost his, his life, um, lost his life to the hands, shields, and service providers who sworn to protect and serve him. But today, uh, we sit with, again, Sharon Irwin and... Lorian Carter, uh, family members of Tony Robertson. Uh, so welcome, please, to the 8 o'clock morning buzz. Good Thank morning. You. Good morning. Thank you for having us on here. All right. First thing I want to do, y'all, is open up with a prayer. Is that OK? That's yeah, great. Absolutely. OK, cool. All right, so dear the merciful, the most high, we are gathered here in grievance, yet uh, your grace fills our hearts, our heads, our intentions. We ask that you guide us and your, um, guide us in your will and allow our ancestors to direct us through our sensitive but necessary discussion. We've been blessed in support of the family to cover. As we know, uh, you don't allow events to uh, you don't allow coincidental events to take place outside of your will. So we ask that you continue to guide us. Um, as a community and overstanding our roles and supporting of our tribe and extend your universal love through the world, we need it more than ever. Ashe. Ashe. All right, so let's reset the room. Deep breath one time. Breathe in through your nose. Hold it. Breathe out through your mouth. All right, y'all. Let's get started. So I want to go into many details as I can, but most importantly, I would like to take this time to start from um, why we all gather here today, which is Tony Terrell Robertson. Um, who's more than a national headline, right? Um, share with our listeners what's overlooked or not the narrative of most stories. So who was Tony Terrell uh, Robertson as a child, family member, and a young man? Uh, let's talk about this untold greatness. All right. Tony Terrell Robinson, he's a junior, yo. His, uh, his dad, it took a minute for them to figure out what his name was, and then they just named him Junior. That's why we called him Terrell, because Tony was his dad. That boy was six foot five Whoa. and goofy. <laughs> yeah, he was annoying. 
Six foot, six foot five. Yeah, six His foot pictures. Okay, I've never met him. Yeah, but I, when I see the picture, I'm like, man, he like at the door, like at the threshold. Every time I see it, it's like he's like, I didn't know he was six five. He's yeah. six five. Yeah, he could dunk on him. He definitely <laughs> was up there. He yeah. was up there. Yeah, it's a fact. So yeah. our boys used to play basketball. Yeah, with him. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony was a big football kid all the way up until about like ninth grade. He played um, as a. Um, a freshman but he kind of moved away from sports um i think he went through a typical adolescent teenage years finding himself finding his group of friends losing friends um and i mean to be in in the spirit of transparency there was a lot of depression um i'm sure a lot of people read the capital times i just had the heart and the stomach to do it um and it talks a little bit about the growing up part and so um on, uh, I mean, while he was a happy kid, a really happy kid, there was a lot of sadness. And we struggled a lot growing up um, just through various, you know, things that happen in life and um, children being the focus and the byproduct of what adults who aren't ready to have children go through. Um, and that that was the case with Tony. He was, uh, you have to understand, I'm a PTSD veteran. And Thank when I, I was in the military in the early 70s, there was no such thing as PTSD. I did all right till I was about 32. And then I got lost. Uh, and I became a drug addict. And I did that until Terrell, till 2008, until Lolo had cancer. Lorian. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I don't even forget that name. Okay since Lorian had cancer and I chose to shave my head at that time and I she grew my clean. locks out mm -hmm. giving thanks for everything that had, that we had and I kept growing them so from that point on I wasn't getting high anymore okay. and it was a blessing because in truth Terrell is probably probably would have been the only grandchild who remembered yeah. those days and he was, and he was. And I'm grateful for that, but he suffered a lot behind my, you know, my suffering. Because when I got out of the military, it was goodbye, see you later. Okay, but you know, with with Tony, but, you know, his mom was a young mom. So yes. I was seven when he was six. I was you were, six when you he were was six. born. No, you were four when he was No, Beaky was four. Turn was four, I was six. No, turn was yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> turns so, five years older than so. He and yeah. and my sister was a young mom, and she worked a lot as much as she possibly could to provide for a family that she didn't you know have a clue how to how to do anything for. So he was raised in the household with us, <laughs> and he literally fell right in line. There was five of us in the house, um, and each one of us were anywhere from a year and nine months to two and a half years apart. And so when Terrell was born or Tony was born, he literally fell right in line with all of us. And so he was raised more as a brother. Like his mom used to get on him because she, she would walk in the door, hey, Andrea, because we all call her that. And so it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so his mom would get on him like, boy, that's not my name. <laughs> and we would all laugh. You know, we taught him his first curse word. You know? <laughs> so it, for us, it was, this is our little brother. And that's how we were always raised. Um, so we had a benefit of even though um, and what we're talking about really is the byproducts of poverty and disenfranchised communities. Um, and so despite having been 
in that situation, we always had each other. Um, and, you know, I ended up leaving and moving away to New York, to New York City. Um, but we would come down every summer and we'd spend months, every break that we had, um, winter, spring, you know, my mom had us down here with, uh, with the family. And so, um, Tony, you know, I just remember him really looking forward to that and really looking forward to having all of us together in a lot of ways. Um, you don't realize until somebody's gone that they, they really were a fundamental and foundational part of your family. Of your, yes. A bridge for each one of us. Um, and not just on our side, but on his father's side, too. He was the first grandson. Um, and he was the first on both sides. He literally so, bridged us all. He was yeah, the one. He was. And so we. The, he was a very special kid. We loved him in a very special way. I think that only kind of like that position, the first, you know, grandson of the family can really have. Mm -hmm. um, and so it bound us. Um, and he he was a real fundamental part. Um, so, yeah, For that, sure. that's my my recollection recollection of how he felt he was responsible he was. <laughs> for all the kids. Mm -hmm. He he was a caregiver. He was. He was a he was a big caregiver. He was terrified of the dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, oh, yeah. we ain't gonna do him like that. <laughs> I think actually that's I think that's an important thing to know about him. him. When you and we you know we know him like if you back Terrell into a I don't care how big you see him as if you back Terrell into a corner he's going to fold. Every time, <laughs> it's like without a question, he's going to make himself small because he was a humble kid and because he also had just a really in-depth understanding of people. You know, he he knew at an early age you can't trust every adult. He knew at an early age that you know there are some people that are you know going to be older than me that I'm going to have to latch on to because kids my age aren't gonna see life like I do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of his friends were older than him. He was very, very impulsive. Very impulsive. Yeah, he had ADHD. Yeah, so. he did. So um, we gonna dedicate this whole show um, to highlighting this space too, right? So we, we not in no rushes. We, we gonna try to take y'all time. We gonna get you in here too, Shady. Um, but we will be doing like seldomly uh, pledges. So what we right, are still donating, so. This um, is important for you to get your money. Because it's a bit distasteful over the topic, but we gonna do what we gotta do because you know we gotta do it, right? Right, that's right. One right. one coke will fill a basket. In that's, my opinion, that's I really Jamaican hope saying that donates. one person at a time can make a difference. So your three dollars, your one hundred dollars, about the same thing. What you can afford to give, mm -hmm. to listen, and to understand and hear is very, very important. So. I'm good with that. For sure, for and, sure. And I'm going to say that this is exactly the reason why we would raise money, because mm -hmm. of the access, because mm -hmm. we're able to highlight the story, have you all come in and speak from your hearts in a space that we're not challenging you. We mm -hmm. want to know. We want to share. We want to learn. And so I think that that's very important. And I've been very thankful for the relationship we've built here at Ward. So yeah. I'm not a big fundraiser, but I will I will yeah. beseech you to yeah. support what we've got going on here. Word, I think, Shady, you know, too, Word has always provided. Yeah. Word has always provided um, beauty, a sense of community, a sense of unity, but also truth. Mm. Um, and and Word has always been a really integral part to to Madison in doing that. So I'm I'm very happy that you guys are here and we're here with you. Yeah. Told you she sound like a co-host, don't she? I would like she, to she, jump she start this, y'all. 
All right, so real quick, hold on, hold on. Uh, so uh, at this time, we do want to just remind everybody listening that we are doing a pledge drive. Uh, 608-256-2001. Um, the website that you could donate on is warfm.org backslash donate. Uh, so just give a give a call. We got people on standby. Uh, shout out our receptionist, Kathy. Uh, shout out um, all of the... Uh, people that's volunteering time to answer some phones this week today uh tonight um but just you know help us reach our goal of this evening tonight uh well, this morning of uh, five pledges we want five pledges maybe 25 terrible school five right okay shout out shout out shout out so what we're gonna do in return to that is we're gonna also uh, mention the names on air um if you don't want to be uh, mentioned you could just fill it out as anonymous um but our goal is to highlight truth for highlighting us and position the uh communities and sponsored radio from uh, ward fm 89.9 all right, so we sitting here right now with Lorian and er, uh, Sharon Irwin, and I'm gonna just keep calling you Shady, but I like Shady. Shadera. Shadera. That's a big fact. Shadera. No shade when I say Shady though. All right, so I don't know if we want to get into the next record or what we want to do, um, but I'm cool if we just keep it going. I believe we're playing the clip from last night's vigil. Okay, so let's talk about that before we get into that, right? So uh, my question uh, for you guys was, or for you ladies, was moving like towards you know the eight year mark now how did you guys as a family community come together to recognize tony hmm. i i'm like a dog with a bone and i'm not gonna let anything go but i like walking in a way that says we can make a change without violence she's a dog with an itch so it's uh it, it was dog. very important for me to keep his name out there and the best way I knew how to do it was to barbecue and we how would we throw barbecues we throw our protest was a basketball game and a tournament I kept his name out there every Sunday we'd go out to a different police station and, and stand out there with our our banner you know justice for Tony Robbins and every month for six years I stood out in front of the police department out there at noon on the 6th of every month saying, Matt Kenny, you cannot justify with a lie. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And you can't put a uniform on and say that it's cool. It's not. You see, I wore a uniform. And I know what it takes to wear. My dad wore a uniform. And in that respect, you have to have honor. Mm -hmm. And you ain't got no honor if you're shooting somebody without cause and then lying behind it so you can say, okay, and here's the thing, I didn't know anything. I had a PTSD veteran at home doing my garden with my grandkids. I had been clean for a while, and I enjoyed my life with my kids. And then they shot my grandson. And then they said it was okay. And then they lied. So, um, for me, uh, to, you know, in response to your question of how did the family come together, um, I don't think a lot of people really understand the damage that this does to a family. Um, there are people in my family that will never recover. I don't, and I don't ever expect them to because it's um, uh, a permanence that you thought you had. And, 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 you know, I really say like it's a mind screw because um, you lose something like that, someone like that, you never would think that that would ever happen um 
so a lot of our family has um, separated. Um, a lot of our family, they can't talk about it. Um, my brothers went through mental breakdowns and almost lost their families because of it. Um, and and even to that point, my brothers are white. I have one brother that's black. My other brothers are white and they had to be around coworkers and family members who would openly talk about how much they didn't care for this boy, how much they didn't care. He deserved what and he And how got. much he, he, um, people should realize how important the police are and necessary they are. And my brother having to really bite the barrel. I mean, and there were certain things he could say, but this is his job and his life. And, um, you know, I'm not going to speak too much to my sister, but, you know, you try passing the test of losing two children and tell me how well you're doing. Um, and this broke our family in a lot of ways. Um, my nephews will never be okay. Um, their dad, he'll never be okay. Their mom, um, what it did do though is it brought us people into our lives that I don't think we'll ever go the rest of our lives without. Um, the They're community, blessings. the way the community came together, I mean, it's hard because you see some of the initial protests and you've got 3,000 people there, hundreds and hundreds of people there. Um, and my mom has asked me a lot of times, even with George Floyd, and I'm saying this in the confidence, you know, because, and I feel like we can speak to it because we went through it. Why didn't they do that for Tony? Why didn't it happen for the person that was killed right in your own city? Um, kind of broke my heart and in I told some her, respects. You know, but in contrast to that, my father called me from New York and he said, why do you think they keep bringing Tony up throughout the years? Why do you think that he's remained a constant where others are really forgotten and lost into it? And I think that Tony provided a lot of ambiguity when it came down to it. This kid was had a white mom crying on national television over her black son, her biological black son. And in America, where we are, that really played to the public, and it still does. And I hope people see that because what it did is I show, it showed our community that this can happen to anyone you know. This could be your cousin. This could be your uncle. Because maybe you don't have someone related to, maybe it's not your brother or your sister, but you got a cousin who's mixed, whose father or mother is not Caucasian. And they, this is a possibility that now exists in your life too. And I think that it really blurred the lines and of polarization when it came down to Tony Robinson. And I still believe that it's the reason why he, um, our community sticks together behind it. Yesterday really showed me a lot. There was a lot of more people there than had been in previous years in the streets. We had always kind of thrown a celebration and you expect people to come through the celebration when you've got artists and performers mm -hmm. and you've got all these great things going on of course you know people gonna show up it's free why not um but last night was more special to me because we didn't have all of that to try and draw a crowd this was if you remembered him if you loved him if this meant something to you show commute show up show up and 
for 45 minutes with your community. And they did. And I was really surprised and, and happy about that. Okay. So... Come on, Madison. I mean, we need some hand clap uh, with them little sound waves, sound bites. We need to get out. Come on, John. Hey, next week, next week, next week, next week, for sure, for sure. All right, so uh, speaking on that topic, too, I definitely want to uh, thank the community for uh, showing up, showing out, and uh, also just remembering, because sometimes, like you said, how can, you know, we keep this alive, keep this relevant in the spaces, especially in our backyard, right? Mm-hmm. It, ma- it should matter the most here. So at this time, I do want to uh, just thank uh, one of our local listeners, uh, Michelle Lindley, uh, for her uh, contribution to the space today. I want to thank um, Sharon for her contribution to the space today. Uh, so I believe we had uh, two. Nobody came in and brought us no papers yet. So we threw away from our five, reaching our goal. So we almost there, y'all. Let's just keep it going. I feel shade every time you say that. Like, you looking <laughs> over here like I said, only five. Y'all see? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's some glasses going on. Yeah. Little side eye. No, hey, right? Like, <laughs> get to five because Tara said she like five. I'm just saying, right? So, um, John, I do want to go into the uh, to the speech at this time or uh, just some, some of the audi- audio that we captured from uh, the... Uh, was it a vigilant? Was it a candlelight it was, vigil? Candlelight. Okay, so yeah, uh, let's go into the candlelight visual audio uh, that uh, we had a reporter there on site, and they told the backstory. They wonder like, how you wasn't there? You was not there? Like I wasn't there, but we did have somebody from the team there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm caught. <laughs> all right, so, all the right. The journalists y'all. were there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Let them go wrong. What's his name? Not today, not on March 6th, 
2015, not in May when they gave her the damn money. Not now. You keep your money. What we seek across the country, everybody, is justice for each child, uncle, aunt, father, brother, sister, who has been killed by a police officer without cause. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Without cause. Yeah. And then guess what? Everybody lies. Let me tell a lie. And guess what the DCI does? They don't, they never Miranda. He don't have to tell the damn truth. He only had to tell his story. He couldn't even keep that straight. He couldn't even keep that straight. He told his first story right here at this house, being in the back when Jamar Gary, who was the sergeant on duty, took him back there after he went through the house and said to him, there was nobody up there. He lied. What happened? I heard what Matt Kenny had to say. What's his name? Tony Robinson! What's his name? Tony Robinson! What's his name? Tony Robinson! To summarize what my mom just said, she's been working really hard for y'all. Yes! Yeah. She's been working really hard for y'all. A lot of people don't know that when things like this happen, you always think before it happens, not to me, but when it does and it's right in your backyard, your front yard, this is the result of it. You have someone who never had an intention of ever being in the political game, and political game, out here working to serve, to, to serve y'all. I watched my mother for eight years, countless, countless nights, up till two, three, four in the morning, crying over court documents, partly because it's the most difficult thing you'd ever want to do, to try and bring somebody that you love and you know they're a murderer to justice and to be told at every turn, every stop, that you're not going to get it. Well, we're here now and we are getting it. What my mom has done has set a precedent. This is no longer about Tony because he is one of many, but we are trying to make sure that he is the last of any of us. Yes! We are proving the point that we are going to stand on what we said. You will not get away with this. You will not get you you will not face nothing. You will see your day in court and we will have a jury of 12 of our peers judge you. Not some sweaty, scary in the DA's office telling us that we can't get it because he's too afraid to lose his position. You work for us, we put you there. You're not allowed to spit in our face. My father used to say, don't on my shoe and tell me it's rain. This is what the city of Madison has done for eight years. Oh, yeah. And now she's fighting back. And we will all continue to fight back. All right, so welcome back to 89.9 Ward Radio, Ward FM. Um, again, I'm the co-host, um, one of many. 
This is the host with the mostest. Sarah Wilhelm. We got a new co-host. Introduce yourself. We always recruiting, y'all. <laughs> Shadera Kilfoy Flores. That's a fact. She ain't new to the city. Salud. Shout out. Shout out uh, Lorian. Shout out Sharon for hanging out with us and uh, just bringing us up to speed with what's going on with things. Um, but I do want to uh, go back to my shout out because we got another form in and that means we got another donation. Well, we uh, up to Trey? Yeah, we okay, up to Trey. Okay. Trey what? All right, so uh, shout out Aaron. Um, active alternative names is Lil Jeans. All right, Lil Jeans. I, I don't even want the backstory on Lil Jeans. <laughs> um, her favorite shows on Ward is the Pan African show, the Tropical. Rhythms. Okay, and then the Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning buzz, and oh, also wait, bluegrass. Rhythms, like ah, uh, I and, was so slow. Like, what is a rhythm? And shout out Kathy for taking that pledge. So we do appreciate you. Um, and just tell somebody to tell somebody else. They're gonna be doing this all morning, all day, all night. Uh, this is community sponsored. It's local radio. It's it's got a great cause for sure. Uh, so what I want to get into right now is passing it over to Tara, so Tara can let her voice be heard and leading in and closing out this show, y'all. Let's get it. All right, ladies. I read the article. I only got a little way through. I was crying. It was it was a lot, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you know it's your real life. Mm -hmm. um, I want to switch gears just a little bit and let's talk about what does justice look like for Tony Terrell Robinson at this point. Looks like a nine six eight point zero two sub three. Okay, <laughs> statue. That's could, what it looks like. We it's can tell you've been advocating a long statue. time. She got the numbers. Okay. It's taken eight years and a whole community of people who, the, the synchronicity and the beauty of the Most High who brought what was needed at the moment it was needed. I have a beautiful man, his name is Greg. He's got a mind like you would not believe. He's been with us since the beginning at all of the, the, the going to the, the, what was that? The city ad hall hoc, stuff. The ad hoc ad hoc committee, committee the 187 different changes that had to happen in the the police department because the ORI said hey this is what was needed and the city said okay and pass it that's all because of Terrell ORI ORI yes ma'am they're an organization that came in and did an audit of MPD's policies and procedures okay and so they put together an entire report on things that they felt MPD could do to improve, okay. to be a better and police department. Got you. Okay. See, and I had friends who understood my PTSD, like Shadera and, and Kristen, and they would go all these places with me, walk in and walk out. That's actually one of the places that Koval called me a raging lunatic. Let's have a city council meeting. That was a little hot. <laughs> but... Terrell and gets the this because, you know, Greg said, let's try this. Because prior to this, I would go to Ozane, uh, why aren't you, why aren't you, why aren't you, why aren't you? Well, because probable cause. And I'd run home and find out what probable cause is. I'd run home and find beyond a reasonable doubt. I'd run home and find out who is Graham Con versus Connor and what does that mean? And as a grandma, grieving grandma, I know things that I probably should never know about that that his Glock 9 ejects to the right and behind him. So there's no way you could be at the top of the stairs shooting my kid if every one of those shell casings are on the porch or on the driveway. Mm -hmm. they, it can't happen like that. So, so what does it look like for Terrell? It looks like we're going to court. It looks like we're gonna have a hearing. 
It looks like a community of people came together when it was necessary and said, hey, I'm, a, I'm one of those, those lawyer people who puts things together and make sure everything's correct. And she did that. 968.02 is what the DA uses to charge. There are three different aspects of that. This is, they'll say, the DA charges off of 968.02, probable cause. What is this? What sub three says is if a DA will not or cannot file these charges, you and I as citizens can make can bring it to a judge yeah. and say, hey judge, will you please look at the evidence? Mm -hmm. And if you find probable cause, will you charge? This is what we are doing now. We are before seven judges recused themselves on this. Mm -hmm. How many lawyers do we have though? We have seven lawyers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Shout out to these lawyers who are doing a tremendous job and all on their time and Pro their bono. dollar. Pro bono, right? Pro right. Bono. All right, so when I was reading, I don't want to deter too much. When I was reading, I was looking at, and this is just my interpretation of what I was kind of seeing. You know, I kind of got a mind for it. But uh, it was some judges. Uh, we won't mention names unless y'all do. But I feel like they got close to it just so that part would happen meaning like i can't move forward because i got ties to you and i now i got ties to you know police and it's like was that strategic I don't, i'm not saying y'all feel that way but that's how i felt when i seen it like all right so you get close you come speak you do your part in the community but then you got ties to police so now you can't really so you got to recuse yourself so it's like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true it's a little bit of both right mm -hmm. like there are some judges who are closer say to police there mm -hmm. was one judge whose son is an officer and then there are a couple judges say like judge everett mitchell mm -hmm. judge um nia Tremel, who who have been part of this movement who felt like they needed to recuse themselves because of being familiar with the family. And mm -hmm. so it's been a combination. It's been sometimes because pe the judges have known the family, but then there's also been two judges who were assigned who retired. Mm -hmm. So they didn't necessarily recuse themselves, they retired. So that's part of why it's gone through judge after judge after judge, and hopefully Judge Eccles now, it won't go anywhere. It's it will not be seen. going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Eccles is the judge that's going. He asked all of the lawyers and uh, Ozane to do a brief on what, who can appoint a special prosecutor, who could be a special prosecutor, which, by the way, you simply have to be a lawyer to be a special prosecutor, and who's going to pay for a special prosecutor. That brief was due in on the first, so he has it on his desk now. And, and my point to that is, I appreciate a man who's going forward and, and touching all his bases, mm -hmm. because this is an important case. And that's the thing. I mean, I feel like if any city officials are listening to this, y'all realize this is your fault. The reason why seven lawyers picked it up is because you were doing backhanded and off and off brand stuff to try and prevent this from moving forward at all. And every time that they did it, lawyers ears were perking up because, hey, 
if this is how you're going to treat this case, why did you treat my case and all the other ones that I put before you differently? Why are the rules bending and changing now to prevent this from moving forward? And because they did that, because the city of Madison, who constantly spit in our face, who constantly slapped us back in the face and, and made a joke of this, because you continue to do that, it's your doing. Your, your, your steps that you took to prevent this is going to be your undoing. The lawyers picked it up because you are failing. You are failing your people. You are failing the city of Madison's motto for right. transparency <laughs> and upliftment of justice and, and equality for everybody. Well, and it goes beyond city, right? Because we're talking about the Dane County District Attorney. We're talking about Dane mm -hmm. County judges. This mm -hmm. is not just the city of Madison. Mm -hmm. This is also the county An of Dane. And we're talking about the state of Wisconsin as well. Mm -hmm. So this, this is very big if... It, when this happens, and since it's happening, this is going to set a precedent, mm -hmm. hopefully, for the rest of not only the state, but hopefully the country. Other mm -hmm. other states pick up this legislature and pass legislature like this, right? Because there's a conflict of interest. District attorneys, they're prosecutors. They're constantly prosecuting people who have committed crimes. Mm -hmm. And so when a police officer commits a crime... It's a conflict of interest because, generally speaking, the district attorneys want to be in good with the police. Mm -hmm. So prosecuting a police officer is not going to get you in good with the, keep you in good standing with the police. Mm -hmm. So there's a direct conflict of interest every single time a district attorney is asked to make this call if they're going to hold a officer accountable, accountable for a shooting. Mm -hmm. So it has to be taken out of their hands. This mm -hmm. this is what has to happen across the country when an officer is is found is, is involved in a shooting or is involved in some sort of excessive use of force mm -hmm. it needs to be taken out of the district attorney's hands and it needs to be given to the people it needs to be seen by a jury so is this the special prosecutor is no that the, what, the, where does that come in? the Where's special the prosecutor comes in because the district attorney has refused to, mm -hmm. to prosecute, it won't go back into his hands. This is why we did a 968.02 sub 3 rather than a John Doe. Mm -hmm. This is a no John Doe. We're doing this we're like we are the DA. We are asking the judge, hey, look, judge, this was coming before a DA who refused to look at it. There's a problem here is what we're saying. There's a problem here. Can you please look at this problem? Now, all the judges... The, especially the young ones that are in there, it was difficult for them because they have their jobs online. For sure, for you sure. Know, Echoes is a, uh, as a judge, I believe, he's known to be fair. Mm -hmm. He's known to be fair, and that's all, I, that's all I'm asking for. That's all I've ever asked of anybody was to just look. Look at the evidence. See, one of the pr biggest problems we have, what's going on, did you know that an officer has never been charged by a uh, district attorney in the in, in the state, here, the state of Wisconsin. In here, had never been charged. There's one one officer who got charged because he ran into a building when he was drunk, and that was the chief of police in the '60s. 
All right, so um, I definitely want to keep this going forever, John. He's definitely out there in tune. We got like three more minutes, right? So we want to break it down, highlight what we need to highlight. We don't want you guys to miss something that's important to talk about, which is the whole conversation. Um, but um, we were just talking about um, in the pursuit of justice. Uh, mm -hmm. We want to talk about that and then kind of close it out with uh, how you're actually spreading this information out in New York. So I'm going to step in here for a second. Um, part of the pursuit of justice has been um, taking a look at these systems, right, mm -hmm. and trying to change these systems. And so one of those 177 recommendations that Sharon was talking about, the first one was for Madison to have a police civilian oversight board. Mm -hmm. The second was for Madison to have an independent police monitor. So I am currently our interim chair of our police civilian oversight board. Okay. And who are you? Because we hear the voice. I'm Shadira. Killboy Flores, a.k.a. Shady. And and we recently hired our very first independent police monitor uh, with the goal of having um, our community, having a, a, a way for, of justice, accountability, um, <clears throat> and prevention. And prevention, <laughs> right? Like, a lot of people view part of this movement as being anti-police or, you know, when they hear defund the police, that's not at all what this is about. This is about accountability. Civilians are held accountable every single day. Police need to be held accountable as well every single day. We need yes, to yes. have a trusting relationship with the people who have been put into power to keep us safe. And it. so uh, we're very lucky that our chief here in Madison, Sean Barnes, he believes in civilian oversight. Sean he Barnes. understands why bad apples need to go, why we need to have officers who we can trust are going to keep us safe rather than when we call them cause us harm. So. And one last time, how can people get in contact with y'all to further this conversation as we come to close? If you want some information, you can go to inpursuitofjustice.org and it, all the evidence is there, all of it. So you. you can take a look at what's going on. The hearings are going to come up soon. We're just being patient. And in order to get a hold of me, I guess the only way to do that is on Facebook. Love, <laughs> love, love. Yeah. All right, so... um. I do want to thank y'all. I hate to close the show thank out you, um, with so much yeah, unsaid, awesome. but I do hope everybody listening in this space got something from this, learned something from this, and uh, can continue to tune in for the next radio show. 